0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have our lovely guest, Tara Lynn Steele. Now, Tara has degrees in theater and dance from the University of Alabama, her MBA from across the pond, as well as professional certifications in functional range mobility and yoga, She founded Steel Mobility and she co-founded Unleash Your Superpowers to guide others towards harmony in their human hardware through movement and cyclical power. So today with Tara Lynn, we delve into our menstrual cycle and what we can do to really optimize it. And that is for anyone that is currently, you know, having a menstrual cycle, or even if you have had one in the past, you can still get the most out of listening in to this interview. Now, Tara is amazing. We chat about, you know, Diving into our cycle, why our cycle is so amazing, what we can do to optimize it, what we can do to minimize PMS symptoms. We chat about, you know, IUDs and the pill and what it does to affect our cycle. And then we delve into joint range and mobility as well. So, a really great interview. I hope you guys enjoy this one and all the information that Tara Lynn has to share. So, let's have a listen in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Hi, Tara Lynn. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm really excited to have you on today because we're going to be talking about the menstrual cycle, and I know you've been doing some amazing work and have a book out. So could you share
1: with the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, uh, I call myself a multi-hyphenate because, you know, we all put our fingers in lots of different pies. So uh, I started life as a performer, a dancer, singer, actor, aerialist, and um, I still do that. But I also am a, a joint health mobility coach. Uh, my certification is in functional range conditioning. And I have a wonderful friend who's an integrative uh, nutrition coach named Cora O'Neill, And we started our own business, Unleash Your Superpowers, about two years ago when we saw a niche market being underserved talking about the menstrual cycle. Um, So we kind of combined our two knowledge pools and wrote a book called Your Toolbox to Unleash Your Superpowers. Which I think is amazing because
0: I totally agree. I think there's more and more info, you know, becoming available but it's such an important part of being a female. And for too long, I think we've looked at it as being an inconvenience and a pain in the butt and we wish it would just go away. But really, we need to learn how we can utilize our cycle to make sure that
1: we're getting the most out of our lives, essentially. Absolutely. If you begrudgingly have your cycle every month, That is like more than half your life that you're begrudging yourself. So we like to make it positive and talk about all the different superpowers that are in each phase of your cycle.
0: Yes. And I think that's super amazing. Do you have your own sort of health journey that you went through to find this path? Because I find when I talk to people that are usually in the health space, whether or not, do you know what I mean, you might have had injuries that led you to look into joint mobility or do you know what I mean, there's usually a story behind
1: it that I love hearing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, unfortunately, I don't have big I got injured story or um, I was having cycle issues or anything. I am just I like to call myself a curious wiggler So, uh, since I've been very little, I've danced. Um, and through that journey, I was obsessed with learning about what I like to brand as my human hardware and being able to take the best care of it to prevent injury. So I call it prehab. Um, and I wanted to know every muscle in my body and every bone. And then I got really interested in how the systems work because it's a systems design inside of us. And uh, I found myself drawn to other folks that, were having those really big moments in their life of struggling with some kind of health issue and wanting to figure out what puzzle piece was missing to help them. Um, that's why I knew some kind of coaching was going to be a part of my life, um, besides obviously dance, teaching, and all of that. And uh, when I met Cora, we vibed on the curiosity, and we just couldn't stop talking about how menstrual cycles were so innate to our everyday. And we wanted to be able to share that joy that we found from our curiosity with others. And we also found that, yes, it is a total feminine um, experience, but there was an entire community. That's why we brand it as menstruating humans, because there are po- folks that have a menstrual cycle that don't necessarily aren't necessarily women. So we really created this business to be able to serve that underserved community as well.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Because I think, you know, being as inclusive as possible is fantastic. And I love that you guys have highlighted that as well in your work. So what do you really wish women knew about their cycle? When it comes down to it, what is
1: the message that we all need to know? Uh, It's more than just the bleeding part. (laughs) That's really the first thing that I say. Obviously, we know that Heart because we can see it, we experience it actively. But there are four phases to the cycle, kind of like the seasons that we go through um, with weather. And that's what our bodies do every single month. Um, also, that we have innate power in each of those phases. And uh, I know we're gonna talk a little bit about later how to help with PMS and things, but like being able to really hone in on those powers and the things that are positive about the cycle help your month so much more than just begrudging the fact that you're going to have to bleed. And you can set yourself up for success to not have so many symptoms of PMS, et cetera.
0: Yeah. So I know um, you guys talk a lot about cycle syncing. Can you
1: explain what that is? You kind of started to go into it then, but just in a little bit more detail. Yeah, definitely. I just don't want to overwhelm with info. I feel like it's I don't want to info dump. So, um, so cycle syncing is actually a term that has been branded by a woman named Alyssa Vidi. She's the one that wrote Woman Code, and uh, she has like the trademark for that word. So, what we like to call it is biohacking your cycle. One because it sounds awesome, and two because it attracts a whole new younger generation to be interested in their cycles, because they're, it's like something that they can go and do, biohack. Um, it's also really popular in the tech world. But what we call biohacking your cycle is being able to look at each phase of the cycle, which I'll go into detail, but that is in a second, and find out what you can eat best for that phase, what you can exercise, how you can exercise for each phase, how you can even breathe and sleep differently during those phases. And that way you can set yourself up ex- for success each week of the month. So the four phases are follicular phase, ovulation, luteal phase, and then the actual menstrual event. Um, So each of these last ish a week is what we like to say. Ovulation, you only actually ovulate for 24 hours. That's the biggest unknown fact. I feel like people don't know. You're only fertile for 24 hours. The reason that you can get pregnant outside of those 24 hours is because sperm can last inside of the uterus for five days. So. Anytime that that happens to be inside of you within a couple of days on either side of your actual 24 hour window, that's why you could become pregnant. Also, you feel the effects of ovulation for about two to three days on either side of the actual event. Um, But let's start with the beginning kind of the cycle. So you start on day one with your bleed and um, we know this part because we get to see it. Uh, a lot of negative emotions probably come up with this. But what's really cool about the bleed is after the first day, we lose a lot of our other hormones. um, And so testosterone is the one ruling us. So we actually have a lot of power during that time, which is exciting. So if you're somebody who likes to lift heavy, day two, day three, you actually might have that urge to start moving more and lifting heavier, which is really fun interesting way to think about your period rather than being like oh i don't want to move i want to curl in a ball um so we also have a hard time (laughs) keeping ourselves warm so a lot of the times i you think of that blanket thing is because our extremities are losing a lot of heat so if you can eat warm foods you can actually digest faster and more efficiently and you can keep yourself warm during that time it's kind of our winter of our uh four seasons um the coolest part about the menstrual cycle in Cora and I's opinions is that our brain bath that's happening for hormones is very unique and it's not like any other brain on the planet. We also are very connected to our intuition. So the things that you are feeling, we always say feelings are valid, um, but they might not be the truth. And so uh, the example Cora likes to give is sometimes during your period, you might feel like your boss hates you. That's probably not actually the truth, but that feeling comes from somewhere that has truth to it. So it's probably we're, you're feeling disrespected during your workday. And so that's something that you can write down as a data point during your period so that you can address it later in your cycle when you're more equipped to be able to address it. Um, we also say that the period is the time to like write all the data down because it's the data from the entire past month coming to fruition. And then as we stop bleeding, we go into follicular phase and we get this huge burst of energy right afterward. um, And we need actually less calories. Um, So a lot of times this is the time that that whole I like to put quotes around this, so but you can't see me. So diet <laughs> culture, we don't like to use that term, but that whole like juice blends and all kinds of stuff, those are really popular during that time um, for our bodies and what we need. And we are very social. So like going to a group class or taking Pilates um, mm-hmm. with an instructor that you love um, is a really good thing to do during that time. And it's probably when you want to work out the most. Um, And then as we go through follicular, we get to ovulation, which is like that big, happy, we call it summer. We feel our best selves. Fun facts, your face actually becomes more symmetrical. Our voices raise in pitch and we are giving off active pheromones to get people to give us what what we want at that time. So we always say, ask (laughs) for a raise at your job at that (laughs) time or have a difficult conversation during that time because you're more likely to get it because people actively want to give you what you need and what you want during ovulation. And then we go into luteal phase, which is our fall. And that is the time where we are basically what's happening scientifically inside of you is you're getting ready to shed the lining of your uterus. Um, So your body's deciding whether or not an egg was fertilized or not. And so it starts building a nest inside of your uterus. And then it realizes, oh, nothing was actually fertilized. So we're now going to shed the entire lining of our uterus, which is the period again. So during two weeks of our cycle, the luteal phase, we're going through this big arching curve of what we usually experience as PMS if we haven't set ourselves up for success during that time. But what we are really good at is task management. So checking off that list of things to do. Um, This is the great time to do resistance training um, physically this is a time to start integrating those warm foods. Um, there's just so many details I could go into about this phase, but I really like it because I feel like a hardcore task manager when I'm in the luteal phase.
0: Which everybody loves feeling like. I think if you can like be like, I can take 50 things off my list, it always feels great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind
1: of big arching of what the four phases are. I could go into so much more detail. Um, I just I want to be able to give you a little highlight reel and then we can go into more depth so we touched
0: on their pms (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i think most women experience some sort of pms whether or not it's you know breast tenderness or cravings or mood swings or headaches or whatever it may be so
1: what advice do you have for women that are experiencing pms symptoms Absolutely. So for me, I'll just tell my personal story. Mine was back lower back pain. I used to call them my squirrels. It felt like there was a squirrel, like scratching my lower back all the time. And the only way that I could make it go away was to dance. Actually, I would go, I would like force myself to go dance and then I would feel better because the movement was just so helpful. Um, so part, my first piece of advice is to quote unquote, biohack your cycle and the fact that you should just start tracking where you are in your cycle, because then you're able to set yourself up for success to eliminate some of those PMS symptoms. Um, So if you're eating properly during follicular and ovulation and luteal, then you're going to keep yourself ready for what's about to happen, which is the shedding of the uterine um, lining. And the other piece of advice is to mitigate some of those symptoms our best friend is surprisingly breath and it's not oxygen it's co2 because our bodies need both um so being able to practice different breath techniques um is one of the things that's helped me personally the best with pms and it's something that i've actually offered to a lot of my clients that i work with through their cycle not only for joint health but also if they have pcos or pmdd or endometriosis. It really, really helps them. It's amazing to see how much just being able to breathe in different ways during each phase of your cycle can help eliminate some of those painful symptoms, especially the breast tenderness and uh, headaches. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's kind of my biggest piece of advice. But you can also, like I said, food, sleep, exercise, and breath work are the four key elements.
0: Yeah, well, I've actually, um, you know, I've done a fair bit of breath work. We've talked about breath work and stuff on the podcast before, but I've never heard anybody linking it to the menstrual cycle and PMS. So I think that's fascinating because there is so much that breath work can do. Um, And James Nestor's book, um, The Power of the Breath, I think it's called. I could have got that wrong. Yeah, it's Um, uh, The Lost
1: Art of Breathing.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, I've read it twice because it is so phenomenal to learn just how much it affects the body by nasal breathing and avoiding mouth breathing and um, all the rest of it. Even um, last week I was talking to a client because she was saying how she was getting up for the toilet in the middle of the night multiple times. So I'm like, you know what you can try is just a little bit of tape over the mouth. Um, because it's related back to vasodilation and needing to wake up and go to the toilet. Um, But, you know, that link of, of, you know, just to that, it's related to to so many things, but I haven't heard anybody talk about menstrual cycle and breath work. So I think that's really fascinating too. Hi, everyone. I'm interrupting this podcast just quickly to let you know about Lean 14. If you want to have more energy, lose weight, start moving, and just feel really good again, but maybe you're not sure where to start, then definitely check out my program, Lean 14. Now, Lean 14 is a complete program with a 14-day food and meal plan, recipes, shopping lists, Pilates workouts, templates for meal prepping and goal setting, as well as video trainings to help you kickstart your health and fitness. It really provides you with an easy to follow, clear plan of where to start with your diet, nutrition, looking after yourself, and the best bit, you can start at any time, and there's no crazy food or expensive equipment or complicated instructions involved. It's really simple, it's easy, and best of all, it's effective, and I don't want you to miss out. To grab it now, simply head over to the show notes and click the Lean 14 link, or head on over to the Mind Movement Health website, and under the Programs tab, you can hit Lean 14. Now, this program is based on my 18 years of experience of working in the health and fitness field, and the results that I have gotten for thousands of women that I have worked with during that time. So... Head on over to the show notes and check it out because it will change your life.
1: Absolutely. I think James's work is phenomenal. Everyone should read it. I recommend it. I've also read it twice. Um, The reason that it's linked to our menstrual cycle so uh, acutely is because during your luteal phase, that's when progesterone is one of our sex hormones. That's when that's kind of ruling. Um, And progesterone is the precursor for cortisol. Well, cortisol is our stress hormone. And so the only way to be able to eliminate progesterone becoming cortisol and spiking is to have a balance between our CO2 and our oxygen because progesterone actually responds to CO2 more naturally. Um, so, one of the things that is kind of a negative effect of our luteal phase, since we're ruled by progesterone, is any little stressor that during ovulation you would be like, Psh, like, I don't know, uh, being two minutes late to work or uh, missing a yellow light that you wanted to turn at or someone cutting you off on the road. Those go from being a really easy brush off to like an emotional breakdown because your cortisol is so easily accessed so being able to mitigate that through different breathing techniques and i mean james mentioned so many in his book but uh mm. the easy ones are square breathing and being able to uh single nostril breathe you can really eliminate a lot of those painful and emotional pms symptoms
0: mm. i'm going to explore more of that now too <laughs> I, think I love it's it fascinating yeah um, so- I have to touch on as well, so many women don't want to get their period, so they go on the pill or they get an IUD um, so that they can skip it. Um, And then, you know, friends will often say, oh, no, you know, I let let myself have the period this month. I I didn't skip it, which we know is not a real period. Can you explain a little bit about, you know, if you do take it you know have an IUD or
1: take the pill what it is doing to our cycle absolutely so one of the questions we get often uh about the book and our planner is does this apply to me if I'm on the pill or if I have an IUD and we always say yes and this is kind of a visual thing but I'll try to use my words to describe it when you're a free-flowing cycler you uh Uh, meaning you don't have any kind of hormone suppressant, your wave of your hormones kind of looks like what you would see when you're learning at school, what a sound wave looks like. It doesn't change. It's very even keel. If you're on uh, the pill or an IUD that is suppressing your cycle, it's gonna be a really tiny microwave, which means you're feeling the effects of your phases and your cycles and your superpowers. They're just muted. And then if you have an underlying condition like PCOS, PMDD, or endometriosis, especially endo, then your wave looks more like a roller coaster and it's slightly chaotic and it's really hard to gauge where you are hormonally. Um, So that's the best way I can visually describe what the pill is doing. But what it's actually doing is it is making us not feel all those changes in our hormone cycle and then what you're saying is when you do have a period it's not really a period you're not getting all the full effects of what it is to shed the lining of your uterus. Um, it also depends on whether or not you have a hormonal birth control or an IUD that's copper which doesn't have hormones um, but some of the lasting effects of being on your uh, on the pill or on an IUD that has hormones, um, can be like infertility later in life, which is can be really painful journey if you want to be able to have children. Um, But it also can cause especially if you have PCOS, or endo, it can cause polyps um, and cysts to go on your ovaries, um, which are problematic. Those are the really scary effects. Other than that, Um, it's just not letting you feel all the cool things that we can feel because I mean, I'm a nerd about the body, but I think it's an amazing thing. And without us being able to feel the full effect of what our brain can be doing and our body is capable of, um, you're kind of getting misinformation. One of the things that I wanted to say, and I had written down to say was our bodies, uh, can do hard things, but it shouldn't have to do it through pain. But if you're not getting all of those signals of what it needs, then it's really hard. And some of those signals are muted if you're on a hormonal birth control.
0: Yeah. And then when you say you have been on for one for a while and you're coming off it, Mm-hmm. Should you expect your period to come back pretty normal fairly quickly? Or generally can it take a while? I I know from my personal experience when I came off it, it just was totally different and took me probably a good six months or more to try to get back to something normal. Um, but that might not be the same for everybody.
1: Yeah. So we always say everybody is different. Not everybody, but everybody is different. So you're right. It is going to be different for everyone. But, uh, more often than not, you, you take a while to get back to some semblance of what a normal cycle is. And it's because your body is trying to figure out how to reorganize itself to be able to handle all of that hormone level that you weren't experienced for so long. I have a friend who was on hormonal birth control for 10 years and got off of it and definitely didn't have a cycle for like the first six months and then had a really long egregious cycle for about two months. So um, it it can be a a long process of returning to some semblance of what is normal anyway, uh, but being able to really reap the benefits of uh, our seasons as well.
0: Yeah. And when someone is sort of going, oh, this is sounding amazing and I really need to start (laughs) biohacking my menstrual cycle, where can they go for this
1: information to find out where to start? Absolutely. So uh, we before we wrote the book and we started the whole business during a global pandemic, it was kind of us taking advantage of the time that we were stuck at home. Uh, we created a planner. And part of the reason we created a an analog planner is because it's a little scary to be putting your information on apps right now because data is being sold all over the place. So, and I'm also just one person that I remember everything better when I write it down. So we created the analog planner. Um, you can go find us at our website, which is Um, We also have a social media page on Instagram and Pinterest. Um, so we have the book, we have a planner. And then the coolest new thing, which I feel like, you Kate would really love because you work with food a lot as a nutritionist is we have a food for your phases kind of subscription model now that's talking about all the different types of food we give recipes it's about 16 recipes a month and it builds the community to be able to talk about what kind of food you should be eating based on what phase you are in your cycle um Cora and I just really wanted to share that
0: yeah I saw it pop up and I thought oh that's a fantastic tool for women to use because so many women often ask me what I should be eating generally they're not eating enough realistically from majority of people I see they're not eating enough or they're not eating enough nutrient dense food and what I mean by that is they're filling up on process like like they'll have some yogurt for lunch and some crackers and I'm like you need to be eating some like veggies and some quinoa and some protein and some, you know, like we need to fuel our bodies. And I think some women, not everybody, but we often get so scared of putting on weight or, you know, not being able to fit into something or looking a certain way. And so we think by restricting what we eat, we're actually going to be better for it when we end up being worse off.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I mean, one of the fun facts that I can say about the whole putting on weight thing is actually, if you don't, don't eat enough calories specifically in your luteal phase, you will end up gaining weight, even though you're eating less because your body is like, ah, I need to store up food to be able to get through this and do this really hard process of shedding the inner lining of an organ. So we should be upping our calories during that time. And you're right. It's always about nutrient dense foods.
0: Yeah, so I think that's a fantastic resource to have. So I'll link up um, everything in the show notes too. Um, But before we kind of wrap up, I do want to to touch on joint mobility and what you do with joint mobility too, Um, just because I obviously work with so many people that come in with pain and, you know, diet will help and movement will help, but joint mobility is one of those things that people often don't think about. And uh, I think it's, a again, another fascinating topic. So can you share with um, listeners what you do with the joint mobility side of your business as well?
1: Absolutely. So uh, because we think about muscles so often and gaining strength, I feel like it's really hard to think about micro movements. So that's kind of my... Uh, pledge when I talk about joint mobility is I'm talking about those small movements that we don't think about that can expand our ranges of motion. So um, the easiest one to talk about is your neck. Uh, A lot of people suffer from neck issues and shoulder issues And they can't turn their head all the way to the right and left or drop their head all the way down. And just being able to do what we call a controlled articular rotation or a car every day, you're able to not only maintain the range of motion that you have, but also expand it. Um, If you don't use it, you lose it. You've heard that phrase before. I'm sure everyone has. And so. It's not just with your neck, though. It's your fingers and your feet. Your feet carry you everywhere you go in the world, and we barely ever pay attention to our toes. And so I always ask my clients, imagine what you could do if you just played the piano with your toes every day and how much further your feet could take you because they were getting a little love today. Um, So I see it as both rehab when you're talking about people being in pain, but also a prehab of being able to mitigate those pain symptoms before they even happen. Um, my best example is my own body. I did have an injury about a year ago. Uh, I got hit by a biker and my knee subluxated to the side, oh. which was a very scary injury as a dancer and somebody who basically my human hardware, and my body is my entire instrument in my life of being able to do my work. Um, And I swear by both the fact that I prehab so often because I do joint work and the knee is a complicated joint, um, but also that I knew exactly in the moment when it happened, hilariously, my body nerd self going, okay, this is what's going to start feeling pain, my hip and my ankle, because they're going to compensate for the fact that my knee is injured. And what can I do to eliminate or at least mitigate some of that pain. So I started doing all kinds of work for my hip and my ankle specifically. And then I also like to praise my acupuncturist because she did wonders for me. And uh, what should have been a six week recovery happened in about a week and a half, which is pretty amazing that I had full range of motion back in uh, a little less than two weeks. Um, So being able to focus on that super small movement that's going to be best for each joint is kind of what I always preach to my clients and to anyone who's willing to listen and I like like you said food is super important your joints need nutrients as well.
0: Yeah, well touching on that sort of you know prehab the better condition you're in if you need to have a, a surgery or you get an injury or whatever it may be, the quicker you are going to recover because you have, like you said, got really good joint range, really good stability that you can rely on, um, that knowledge of what being able to move, um, your diet's dialed in so you can keep inflammation really low. And then if you can work with somebody like an acupuncturist or an osteo, whoever you work with too, to get their expertise, you can usually get out of it quicker. But I think that's where so many people they don't see or, or get or explore these sort of avenues until maybe they've got the injury and they've got the pain and then it's, it's to go down that path. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people when they'll start Pilates with me, they'll come because they've got an injury and most people will then, you know, get sort of rehabbed and be like, oh, I understand now, I should have been doing this years ago. I should have been doing this when I was bringing up my kids. I should have been before I had kids, before I had to, you know, go through a birth or or whatever it may be because they then realise the, you know, the importance of looking after your body to prevent the injuries occurring. So um, I just wanted to highlight that, yeah, your your points of being, you know, as strong as you can before something happens is going to just help you in the long run.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, my major clientele are new moms and grandmas and people that want to be able to use their joints to be able to get on the floor with their children. Um, um, But it's really important for everyone. And I I know that when I do have especially male clients actually come in and they try mobility for the first time, a lot of them roll their eyes when they see the class. But then once they're doing it, they're like, wait, why is lifting this very heavy thing now much easier? I'm like, oh, it's because you went from just thinking about the muscle to thinking about the joint that's supporting that muscle. Yeah, because it's all interconnected. (laughs) Exactly. Now,
0: just to tie it back into our menstrual cycle, you did touch on before how, you know, lifting weight, you know, during our period can be a great time. But what other forms of exercise can be really great through the other phases of our menstrual period?
1: Absolutely. So during follicular and ovulation, we are hyper social, we are, um, uh, we are running on a really high energy. So this is the time to do group classes, because you're interacting with other people, it's a time to do team sports and kinds of things. Uh, It's a time to lift a little bit heavier, actually, uh, especially in ovulation, because you have very little risk of injury during ovulation, our bodies, especially our joints, are just fortified at that time. So that's the time to try something new. Uh, Chorus' favorite example is to do, if you are wanting to learn how to do a handstand, do it during ovulation, because our brains are receiving the new information really well. And then when we get into luteal phase, that's the time to practice, 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 because you are a task manager. So that's the time that you just methodically go over the same thing over and over again. Um, rather than doing something new, so this is the time that I suggest like circuit training because circuit training can be really boring for our follicular brain, but our luteal brain is like ah, I know what's coming next. I can check it off the list and get it done. Um, it's a little bit uh, better to do lighter weights during this time though, and have more resistance. So that's the time that I suggest using bands. It's a lot of times that I do Pilates is during my luteal phase. Um, And then at the end of my luteal phase, going into my period, when we usually want to curl in that ball, that's when I suggest yoga and inversions and being able to uh, create that reversal of your blood flow, because it's actually going to help you shed the lining of your uterus faster if you can create that reversal of blood flow. So inversions are key. I'm an aerialist. I hang upside down a ton during that time, Um, but I don't do any high impact things during that time because our bodies need a little bit slower, more methodical movements.
0: Amazing. Because I think that's another thing. Like if you can dial in, you know, what you're doing mentally, but then also what you're doing physically, then you're going to optimize everything within your cycle. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Whenever we, you know, kind of get towards the end of the interview, I always ask the guest what is one piece of health advice that listeners that are tuning in today can just finish
1: listening to the podcast, go off and go, yep, yeah, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to use a quote that Lennon Doyle uses. We can do hard things and then have the caveat of, but it shouldn't be in pain and say that the best piece of advice is that your body is doing this amazing thing every month. It does it without you having to tell it to, but you can help it the best by listening to it. And I think that the whole factor of biohacking is just learning how to be a good listener. So that's why the playing and tracking it is so important because you're able to see the changes that are happening in your body every single month. And it starts with just, you know, end of my period and you write it down. And then how am I feeling today? It's that daily tracking And then you can actually find out when you ovulate by taking your temperature or you can just feel it once you've really started to track it. So, yeah, it's just about learning how to fine tune those listening ears for the actual things going on inside of your body.
0: Amazing. Well, that's what we're all can go off and start doing straight
1: away. <laughs>
0: um, but I will link up all the details um, for the website, for Instagram, so people can reach out, connect, reach out by the book, by the planner. Um, but thank you so much for coming on the uh, show today and sharing such a wealth of information. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated each time we release a new podcast.